0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 115 of the untitled movie podcast i am one of your hosts matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes but he is tomato meter approved eric marchin happy valentine's
1: day matt
0: yes as we are recording it is uh valentine's day so eric i hope you're having a wonderful day with your loved ones
1: sure me um i mean it's the one day a year where it's acceptable. happy valentine's from
0: saw i, I did yes tag you.
1: yes it's the one time of year where everybody can wear um v-necks without being ridiculed okay i
0: didn't think you happy were gonna V-Day. go there but um i love that <laughs> um it is the day also the day after the big game i don't think you're allowed to say um for some reason everyone always says big game because i feel like the actual title. The they're Samuel L. Jackson movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very particular of how and when you can use that term. So um, it is the day after the big game. Um, I kind of briefly watched it. Um, the LA Rams uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but more importantly, there were a ton.
1: Well, I was going to say, did you inv- how much did you invest in cryptocurrency? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so this whole episode is going to be kind of like a, I know we recently put out the 114th draft, which you guys can check out. A really fun episode going over the Oscar nominations and different things like that. More of a classic episode, hella long, you know, all that jazz. Um, this episode is going to be purely reacting and talking about all of the trailers, uh, both TV and movies. Uh, from the big game or the week leading into the big game, um, as well as maybe some of the commercials we saw last night, because some of them are movie themed. There was a Cable Guy trailer, a Austin Powers General Motors trailer, or not trailer, I keep calling it uh, a commercial. Uh, big Eric Lebowski. Mentioned. Yeah, Eric mentioned a cryptocurrency one with Larry David and there's a, there was like four or five cryptocurrency ads, I think people Well, everybody out,
1: thought that the Ewan McGregor one was going to be- I thought it you know, was going to be a trailer. crypto
0: commercial and I was like, it's not. It was for Travelocity, I yeah. think, but it seemed like a crypto and it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi either. Um, so it was a pretty interesting, um, it's always fun watching uh, for the commercials. It's the one time a year where I shut off my- uh cynicism against advertising and kind of just embrace the silliness of it all and um i mean we do we are trailer boys and and we do like movie trailers we're not, not boss boys though are we, <laughs> yeah, we joked about this <laughs> we are missing out on the elvis trailer which will drop later this week which we'll cover on another episode or something like that we are, we're the boss boys so number one <laughs> Bozlerman learn and boys um but we'll be talking about you know a ton of stuff today we're going to talk about um The trailers for uh, Men, uh, Lightyear, um, Firestarter, um, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, The Atom Project. I didn't watch the Father Stew trailer.
1: Oh, I Uh, sure did. Did you all get your thoughts? Deep Water. Um,
0: Yeah, Deep Water, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. There was a DC sizzle reel. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, And then obviously the big one uh being uh larry david (laughs)
1: cryptos currency ad
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love larry david but i'm like i tweeted out i'm like don't you have enough money dude i'm like you didn't need to do a crypto ad um doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and then we also got a moon knight uh trailer on the tv side as well as a lord of the rings the rings of power um before the uh, fellowship before true. the king Matt. before the ring how many times are they gonna say ring so let's start with lord of the rings because i got a beef with that
1: franchise
0: um <laughs> one it always annoys me when a tv show or movie has the same word in its subtitle as its title so right. it's the lord of the rings the, the rings power of, or is it the power it, of the ring or, or the, the rings, rings of, of power, power. But they use rings twice, and it annoys the shit out of me. I hate branding, it. Matt. You got to brand it. I hate it. There's You use ring too many times, both in the trailer and the name. Um, still have only watched Fellowship and the first Hobbit, and then we saw Desolation of Smaug together, and I yep. fell asleep. <laughs> I slept through the whole second half of it. I didn't even see the Smaug dragon. I didn't Which even is hear, arguably
1: the best half of that I
0: movie. didn't even hear... Doctor Strange at all. I think maybe a little bit at the beginning, but um, did you, did this Lord of the
1: Rings trailer do anything for you? No. Um, I actually really do like the Peter Jackson Lord yeah, of the Rings I'm kind of joking.
0: Again, look at my Twitter. It's a don't take me seriously. I'm going to watch them this year. It's programmed in the Roarbeck International Film Festival.
1: Yeah, I, I really like those movies quite a bit. Um, I'm not as keen on the Hobbit films, but I kind of feel like Peter Jackson did everything he could have with the J.R.R. Tolkien adaptations in, yeah. in terms of like, you know, what you could do with the story and this is obviously going to take place before the lord of the rings kind of canon and sort of i guess it's like the 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 grouping of the families each getting before the hobbit too as well yeah yeah and or maybe it's like in around the same time as the hobbit i'm not sure the only thing of interest that like other than amazon has spent millions and millions of dollars on this thing and and putting it together the only kind of like interest i have in it is that uh morford clark from saint Maud is playing mm-hmm. gladriel um who in the um, peter jackson series of films uh was played by Kate blanchett and sort of like that's kind of the only sort of like, oh, I, I'm I'm happy for her, uh you know, getting a, a you know, a, a great, hopefully a great paycheck and, and you know, a, a continuing series. But yeah, I, I just don't see that, especially post Game of Thrones, where you kind of feel burnt out a little bit by where that all went with the last you know, like with those eight seasons or so, when then We're also them
0: getting a off show from, yeah, them,
1: House dude. of Dragons or whatever it is, and on HBO or HBO Max. So yeah, I almost kind of feel a little burnt out with all like the the medieval kind of stuff right now, or the medieval fantasy kind of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, um, which was having, never my jam anyway. So. Having said
1: that, though, I mean, I, I sound like a hypocrite because I, I mean, I think you know one of our favorite films last year was David Lowry's The Green Knight.
0: Sure, there's so, a way to do it, you know. Yeah. So I think. Again, I'll give anything a shot. Will I watch this Lord of the Rings series? Maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll watch the movies by then. But um, I don't know. It did nothing for me, (laughs) which isn't surprising. Um, Eric, today I will be drinking a Mountain Dew Baja Blast um, as we do this in in pure football. Um, I really was craving Taco Bell. And the one thing about where we live right now, love it, wonderful area. Uh, not a Taco Bell. Very close. I'm so used to always having a Taco Bell within like arm's reach, whether it's through Uber Eats or or can drive there quickly or something like that. So I really was cra- I haven't had Taco Bell in months. And uh, so I went over to you the say gas that, like, station. It's a bad thing. Um It is a bad thing. (laughs) Your stomach is thanking you. Yeah, sure. And then also Mountain Dew dropped a new flavor called Mountain Dew Spark, which is a raspberry lemonade um, Mountain Dew. And Eric, I've been going to the gas station like once every (laughs) two days to see if they have this Mountain Dew Spark. So I went yesterday because I wanted to get some snacks for the Super Bowl. I'm like, they better have this Mountain Dew Spark. They have an advertisement for Mountain Dew Spark on their thing. I'm like, oh, great. They're going to have it. Didn't, but they did have Baja Blast. So um, we're going to be enjoying this as we talk about some movie trailers. Now let me ask you a, uh, a, a That's question. my thoughts on Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> let me ask so. you a question related to this. Yeah. Uh, for our review of the Batman, are you going to be drinking the Riddler's Brew? I, I might message
0: Warner Brothers and be like, can you please? I don't think it'll be. This is the one. I love Canada. I love living here. Healthcare is a good thing. Um, but, but they don't have wild Mountain Dew flavors that often. We get like, you know, you got the code red, you get your voltage or whatever, and you get the, these surprise flavors. They have the Baja Blast because it is a Taco Bell original. It says it right
1: on the bottle. Um, As Matt shows it on the video version of the um, show. It's a Taco Bell
0: original, which they do at other places. They have like different exclusive flavors of Mountain Dew at different fast food places in the U.S. Um, Riddler's Brew. I hope it comes here, but I have no idea. I mean, we did get the Batman uh, calzone pizza (laughs) from (laughs) Little Caesars, which I haven't talked about. I forgot. Um, Well, now's the time to do it. (laughs) Uh, We're way off track already. But um, I hope we get some Riddler's Brew and that I can bring it to that uh, opening night
1: screening. If you've ever wanted Um, to taste Paul Dano, now's the chance. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. All right. Let's get into uh, some of the movie trailers and, you know, Marvel will lump into one thing. I think we should kick it off uh, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. so, Eric, we got our... Now, what is our second full trailer? Or the first one, I guess, was a teaser. This is our first full trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And um, it's somewhat... I mean, if you are an MCU fan or um, you know, a Sam Raimi fan, it kind of broke the internet last night a little bit, uh, especially with a certain voice we hear in that trailer. So, um, I'll kick it off. I, I was... Again, Doctor Strange never been my, my guy. He's been like, I've always enjoyed him, but like the first movie I'm, you know, I've seen multiple, multiple times now and it kind of ranks in my middle to lower MCU just cause like I never really, um, you know, got attached to that movie. Some of the visuals are cool, but like him as a character, I was like, yeah, he's fine. And I know we've talked about this even in the what if episode, which is why we never really connected with that episode of the show either. Cause I just felt like you might feel the same where Dr. Strange, like this is a decent MCU movie, but was never my favorite. And I've liked him every time he's popped up, you know, in the Avengers movies. And, you know, even in Spider-Man, I, I liked his addition there, but, um, I wouldn't have said like, if you're like, Oh, are you excited for a Dr. Strange sequel? I would have been like, yeah, you know, as excited as I am for any kind of like MCU entry, that's not like one of my top characters. Um, Like
1: here, here, uh, here, here,
0: yeah, yeah, that mustache, oh man, what an intro. Um, so I'm just amazed at like, I mean, everything that they've been building up and with the multiverse and with Loki and and what if and Spider Man and all that stuff. Like, um, it it's wild that this is right after No Way Home because it feels like No Way Home was such a massive event that i this also feels that way with what they're doing and um the visuals i think are are wild um i have no idea where they're going to go but um having that tease of patrick stewart as professor x and then the teasing, voice specifically yeah, yeah yeah in the what looks to be the back of his like head and his his body um and te- which is seems to be teasing the illuminati which is a group in marvel comics that kind of um are kind of a secret group of all the you know smartest minds and from each section of the heroes on earth so usually you have a representative from the x-men a representative from the avengers you have uh, black panther or namor like reed richards and like um you have all these like people who are representing a, a faction or something like that that come together to kind of secretly protect um, mostly Earth, but in this what seems to be the multiverse. So you get those Ultron robots that are leading, um, you know, Doctor Strange into this kind of um, almost a courtroom kind of thing, like a uh, and which seems to be them teasing the Illuminati. And then you have what looks like the what if zombie versions of. Uh, of, of strange and Wanda and all the stuff with Wanda. And there's just they're throwing so much at you in this trailer. It was like one of those things where I was like, what? Uh, "Yeah!" like while I was watching it, when it first premiered during the game last night, um, I was just like, it was so much to take in. And then you have even it from a filmmaking perspective, seeing some of those Sam Raimi isms throughout the thing with the spinning camera and the snap zooms. And like um, he seems to be injecting some personality in the movie too. So like, I'm as high as I possibly could be on this movie right now. And I think they are going all in on this multiverse stuff that seems to be leading into secret wars. And it's just like, I have no idea if they're showing Patrick Stewart or not showing teasing him by using his voice, which is so clearly his voice. um, I can only imagine what else they have, because then that to them is just like, that's just a throwaway. Like everyone Like we can just give that one away in the trailer and what else do they have? So um, I don't want to get my hopes up too, too high because, you know, that's always a recipe for disaster. But um, it's looking like an enjoyable kind of really wild uh, time at the movies, especially if you're like a hardcore MCU person like and I just don't know how they keep trying to top themselves because if this is going to be this big thing. Anyways, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think maybe purely on just a level of getting a new Sam Raimi movie, because, you know, it's it's been a while since Oz, The Great and Powerful, which was his last film that he directed, which was also a Disney movie. Kind of put him in director's jail. Even though it made a ton of money. And it and wasn't bad. It was just No, fine. it was just kind of a middle of the road, kind of almost like disney version of Army of Darkness in a lot of ways, which, again... Not awful. I just think maybe you know, Mila Kunas was miscast in, in, in her role and and what have you. But yeah, I, I think for that alone, you know, to see the guy who did the Evil Dead movies and, and you know, obviously kind of usher in a new era of the comic book films, which we talk a lot about on our Spider-Man review, um, even the poster, you know, referencing What If with the Captain yeah. Carter shield and sort of the fragments of, of glass. So um, I do think with them... You know, leading in with the 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 voiceover by Patrick Stewart, they are really trying to sell this. Maybe a little bit more than they would have to with the Spider Man No Way Home. You know, just in t- in right. terms of because you
0: think the character of Spider Man
1: can kind of almost sell itself. Exactly. Yeah, right? like people are going to see that because the Spider Man is such a beloved character, and you don't really need to kind of like hint at. I mean, it was Alfred Molina was the guy who kind of let the cat mm-hmm. out of the bag with all that stuff where in terms of like, you know, the the having him in the teaser and kind of, you know, telling you that the multiverse was going to be a part of that narrative where with Doctor Strange, I do feel like, y- you know, you need to really kind of get across that this is going to be something, you know, for x-men fans for fans of the mcu as a whole and not just simply another dr strange installment so them having that gives that little bit of intrigue and hints at that and also it kind of makes you think like oh we would have originally gotten this in march instead of um it may which is now it's it's new release date the beginning of may um and instead at the end of march you have moon knight coming out which they released a new trailer uh or tv spot for that so and i actually really liked this tv spot for moon knight more than the original teaser trailer we got
0: hmm. Reuses a lot of the same footage in in the Kid Cudi song and but adds a little bit more from Ethan Hawke, a little bit more of the costume, a little bit more of the his like weapon that he uses and um, a quick, brief 30 second look at Moon Knight. But I agree with you. it looked um, I was I was more intrigued after this than the first one. But going back to Doctor Strange. Yeah, you mentioned the poster and there's that tease at Captain Carter on the poster. You see her shield um there's a moment where um we haven't talked about America Chavez and um that whole character being introduced in this movie and where they're punching one of her powers is she punches star falcon off. punch jeez that was very loud in my ears Sorry. yes um that was great it just caught me off guard uh where she punches like holes in it that they can travel through dimensions to. and there's a moment in the trailer um Uh, if you go frame by frame where they're going into an animated universe like the whole thing in the star is animated so whether whether they go into the what if or something in what if or maybe that's how captain carter comes out maybe captain carter is part of the illuminati um but i'm really intrigued and then there's that moment where people think that could either be um Monica Rambeau as uh, Captain Marvel, like a variant Captain Marvel, or some people are saying superior Iron Man because of the Ultron sentient, uh, like uh, Ultron robots that um, superior Iron Man being this, yeah, this superior, like ultimate Iron Man from the comics that they think could be part of the Illuminati that's rumored. Mm You know, people are throwing out Tom Cruise might be in the movie as 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 that version of Iron Man. Um, Other people on the Illuminati, you think someone's as Reed Richards and Eric, we talked about this a little bit of like it could be the Ian Griff. What's his name? Ian Griffin. Gerford. Gerford (laughs) Um, from (laughs) that's how much like but like him from the Fantastic Four movies from the 2000s and like, uh, you know, there's so many rumors being thrown out there um, that it's hard to tell. Which is kind of exciting, because when that starts to just snowball, then you're like, well, what's real and what's not? Someone took a screenshot of the poster, another one of those broken frames that looks like Deadpool doing the sh- like the um like uh, that's from a, a, another Deadpool image, too. So like which seems and there's Rob Liefield who was on a podcast the other day and people are like, what about those leaks from multiverse? And he's like, they they are everything looks pretty true to me. And then, so that's kind of intriguing. And like, but then I get to worry of being like, if you throw too much into this movie, but then, I mean, they've shown time and time again that they, you know, with end game with no way home, like they can balance too much for the most part. Um, where other, like, I'd be so scared with other, studios or people like putting this much shit in a movie and even how much we see we see Shuma Gorath or the tentacle monster thing that is different from the one in what if right like this is a specific Doctor Strange it it looks
1: like an HP Lovecraft Cthulhu-esque creature
0: so there's that Um, you're seeing I already mentioned the zombie versions Then you have Wanda that looks like she's going to be kind of a villain there's that tease at Nightmare because he's having nightmares (laughs) Um, and like it's just a Festo no, be rumored, yeah, Probably. I have no idea what this movie is going to be, um, but the Illuminati stuff and the potential at the people who could show up and it being a continuation of that celebration of comic book movies because now Marvel can go, yeah, everything is technically Canon. every Marvel movie you have ever well, watched, everything
1: that they have rights to,
0: yes, but um. Even the ones that they don't, they've made deals for, for the most part. Like, I don't know if there's many characters that they don't at least have some sort of connection that they, like the whole Sony movies are now canon, right? And then like, now you own all the Fox stuff. So you can say that stuff's all canon. And like, um, if you bring that all into the multiverse and then if you start creating other, you know, universes that we'd never technically saw, whether it's a Tom Cruise universe that he, maybe he just shows up in this movie, and i'm not saying that's going to happen maybe it's someone else playing it i could even or maybe see robert down junior yeah yeah like i could see that like i i don't think they do that th- this early but like that would be wild and would be But really if it cool. is a different
1: version of him yeah. then why not because it's not necessarily the iron man that people mm-hmm. love like they could still save that for down the line where this yeah. is a different version of that character, but I, or they could you, do like what you mentioned with like, you know, the, the original rumored casting when new line had the rights to iron man and, and wanted mm-hmm. to do, um, you know, have both Justin Timberlake and well, they thought there was gonna
0: Cruise. Be, there could be some meta stuff, right? Cause there's the Krasinski rumors of him maybe as Reed Richards, but someone's like, Oh, he could also be playing captain America. Cause remember he just lost out that role of Chris Evans. And, um, I just it it, I don't know like I would love if RDJ showed up but then I think you could lend yourself to some stunt casting and especially with some of those winks to the audience with the meta stuff and you could kill those people off in this movie right I don't know if that would make people mad but then like in your mind you're like okay they had their own universes and stuff like that it's a nice wink to the audience that yeah. Tom Cruise almost played Iron Man. Now he is finally playing him in a movie, and or Krasinski. Everyone wants him as <laughs> Reed Richards. Let's just blow him the fuck up from the in the Illuminati, or or Patrick Stewart, even like. And I don't think that that's how they're going to introduce mutants or anything. Like, I don't think this means like, yeah, let's bring in you know Hugh Jackman, even though he could be in this movie. Who knows? Um, let's bring in all all the X Men characters we know from the same actors, whether it's from the Matthew Vaughn universe or or the original one. And um, I don't think that's what they're going to do. Like even with Patrick Stewart being in this movie, like I just think he's going to be the, you know, the version of the character from those universes. And I think everyone from the Illuminati isn't supposed to be like, Hey, we might jump over to any of these universes. I just think they're going to be nods to other Marvel universes that we've already watched and that are over with. Right. Or that continued on, but we haven't really, watch them because they either failed or we moved on or whatever so um i could see wanda being the reason mutants at the end of this movie or something like that and that's how they
1: well isn't there isn't there a storyline in the comic books where wanda is the reason for basically destroying all the mutants so they think it might be like a reverse engineering of that
0: Yeah. So people think there's a moment in the House of M comic where she goes, no more mutants and kind of like gets rid of them. So people, the rumor is that in this movie, she will have the opposite of that, where she creates mutants, at least in this version of the MCU, because we know in these other universes now that like, will Ralph Boner end up being actual Quicksilver? (laughs) We'll see. Um but and man, also Will
1: Toby uh, McGuire show up, you know, yeah, I mean, that's a another, Sam Raimi movie and a multiverse know? movie. Like yeah. it would be
0: dope if he's on the Illuminati, like that would be incredible. Right. Uh, Bruce Campbell's rumored to be in the movie and saying that he might be a member of the Illuminati. I think it would be very funny if he was a variant of Dr. Strange. Um, and he because or mysterio because mysterio
1: was the the character everybody thought he was going to play A, a
0: variant of mysterio on the illuminati would be very funny too yeah
1: um or all the versions or all the characters he played throughout Raimi's movies
0: yeah so i don't know there's so many theorizing and you could talk and no none of us really know and you can dig into some leaks and see some leaked photos but like even the leaked photos i saw confirmed a lot of the stuff they showed in this trailer um, that still got me very excited. Like I saw that leaked photo of professor X and uh, you know, Dr. Strange being handcuffed in front of him. And I was like, I'm like, is this real? Like it looks pretty real. And then in this, I'm like, no, those are the exact robots that were beside him. And that's his voice. So they must've, they know when these things come out. So they're like, okay, this is already floating around. So why don't we, do this so people maybe stop digging in other areas and they talk about this for a while right misdirection right so, yeah exactly they're like okay this is one of the reveals but maybe there's more to it so it looks hella entertaining and then we only scratch the surface surface like a lot of the visuals i think rammy's direct direction even in this trailer looks a lot of fun uh, you see a lot of those horror elements and i feel like they will be really fun like even in that first trailer when we got that crow that like uh, physical prop of that crow that kind of turns and it snaps onto him is very ramy. and like I, I like i hope we get more kind of weird stuff like that too so uh i'm pumped may 6th um like you said it was supposed to be next month but they punted it a little bit and then now moon night took that march spot and we didn't talk much about moon night but yeah i agree with you that i like the vibe of that trailer more but um I'm just excited for, yeah, another MCU
1: series. And both seem to be thematically kind of interestingly connected in the idea of like the fragmenting of personalities and Mm -hmm. having multiple personalities from the point of view of being within one person or the idea of them being scattered throughout multiple worlds. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, Okay, Um, that was fun. Where do we want to go next? Let's go to Jurassic Park or uh, Jurassic World, my bad. Um, force of habit. Uh Jurassic World Dominion. Uh so this is a trailer that dropped slightly before the big game, um, but was a big game spot as well. Um, it is now our God, is it the sixth entry? Yeah, sixth, yeah. right? Three and three. So yep. we've had just as many world movies of as we had park movies now. Waro so would uh, um, approve uh because yeah, they're yeah. even numbered. There you go, and six. Um so, we got this new Jurassic World Dominion trailer, which is the uh, what they're saying, an end of an era, uh, the final culmination of this franchise or this current iteration of this franchise. And then you're bringing in the casts from both park and world together, even though you've had scattered cameos and different things throughout the BD franchise, Wong throughout like, the, the yeah, new franchise as being kind of the connective tissue throughout all of it. Um, and it's in the fallout of if you have if you haven't watched Fallen Kingdom yet, I mean, you probably wouldn't watch this trailer or you just don't care. Probably shouldn't care because it's not good at all. No, nope. um, you saw at the end of that movie, uh, the little clone girl release all the um, they're just the... like me. God, it's awful. <laughs> I, I'm excited to rewatch them all Um, leading up to this, but um she releases all the dinosaurs and it's just one of the dumbest decisions of all time and like chris pratt and bryce dallas howard are like yeah okay that sounds good <laughs> like no so then anyways we're seeing the fallout of this and the premise was always so intriguing because it i'm rewatching matt reeves and um rupert wyatt's um plan of the apes movies um and this that premise always gave me like planet of the apes vibes. Yeah. Maybe the dinosaurs don't talk or can't, you know, it's very different. Or the Flintstones. But like, yeah. But I, yes, exactly. But that premise of dinosaurs live among us now and we have to deal with that. Like that premise was really, really cool. And I think you're seeing some of that in this, like, I think it looks really silly. Um, I think it's giving me, you can tell universal is like, Hey, what worked fast and furious, um, that's our huge franchise. Let's make Jurassic Park the Fast and the Furious. And let's bring cast together. Let's bring back everyone. Let's have ridiculous set pieces. Let's have set pieces with dinosaurs in areas they should never be. Uh, where's the coolest place you can put a dinosaur? Let's put them there. Laser tag. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and and then bring back the OG cast. And you have those very classic legacy sequel moments with the same style of music you get in a lot of these and and the reverence you have towards the old cast. So I use a lot of hand movements when we talk. I'm going to try not to do that as much. Why um, not? That's, yeah, it's, it's fine that a you're articulate and yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, as a huge Jurassic park fan, uh, I've always talked about that. The first movie, I have a Jurassic park shirt on under this hoodie, um, but we haven't arguably there hasn't been a great follow-up to that original movie. That original movie is so great everything after it it's almost a perfect
1: action adventure movie it's a perfect blockbuster um, Matt how yeah dare you say otherwise it is
0: no it is and I I don't I totally agree with that is a perfect blockbuster and you know I I know we're both kind of lost world apologists like I think there is nuggets of a good movie in that movie and there are some great moments there are some really bad moments as well and yeah. I feel like that movie should have been split up into two and the third movie should have been the end of two and, and, and when the, they go to San
1: Diego yeah, and that should and, have been and, the third movie. But, and if it were, it's made today, that's what would it would have happened.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what we're getting now. Right. And then the third movie, when you bring back Sam Neill and you know, Alan. Yeah. that Moment is the best. <laughs> Alan <laughs> like on the airplane is great. Um, And then you get into world and it's, I was super high on it when it came out because it's like, they're bringing back Jurassic park. It's at a theme park again.
1: Uh, Your new favorite characters yeah. played by Chris Pratt yeah. and Bryce I, At that Howard. time,
0: we loved Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, Still so, like him in, in supporting
1: things, roles, yeah. right? Like, I mean, Guardians obviously is an ensemble, you know, um, Moneyball, Zero Dark Thirty, Her. Um, but yeah, there was that point where like Jeremy Renner as well, where like after, you know, the one success, Hollywood had to put, put him in that everything. person in everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, and then Fallen Kingdom just an
1: absolute disaster. Just oh, a yeah. disaster. The and opening, Colin Trevorrow um who directed Book uh, Jurassic <laughs> Book of Henry and Jurassic World um the yeah. first one, uh Jay Bayona directed Fallen Kingdom uh, mm-hmm. is coming back. So Trevorrow is doing one and 3 because he kind of had a falling out with directing a Star Wars movie, so he's returning to uh where it all began. I mean, good
0: I think he's probably <laughs> he's probably the right choice. Like world isn't bad enough to be like, oh, no. But then Book of Henry is bad enough. But then oh, you're yeah. just like, well, I hope he learns from that. And I think he's probably the the right person. I'm totally fine with that. I think it looks fun. Um, I think it looks ridiculous. Um, I think like, why don't you just embrace that? Yeah. Make it a Fast and Furious movie if it can have really wild moments and have you know, fun character beats with that original cast and, um, just go all out. And I don't know, I just need it to be fun. And like, that's all my expectations are kind of so low because of the history that it's just as long as it's fun and just seeing that cast back together with Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, like all together, even if it's like really, um, obvious with some of the things they do with like you forgot a cast
1: member though matt um, the dilophosaur yeah
0: yeah um yeah there's some cool moments in that trailer but a lot of them are callbacks to the original and you hope there's a little bit more than that but then just the cheap pop of going oh i remember that scene or that dinosaur or you know even the way that lord shirt is tied or the way she takes off her glasses it's all like the, exactly the same from that first movie so those are cheap things but I hope there's a little bit more to it but like I I got excited watching this trailer. I was like I am excited for this movie. Um cautiously optimistic to be like at least fun. Um do I think it's going to be good? I don't, but do I hope it is? Yes, <laughs> which obviously. But I don't know. There's a potential that it could be like the Fast Five of the Jurassic franchise, which I hope. Ooh,
1: that's high praise. Um, Well, that's what I I mean by that Fast and Furious I think it'll be Fast and Furious 6. Sure, I'll take it. 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 (laughs) The one scene I do like, and I'm sure they will milk it because, you know, it is filmmaker sort of you know, catnip <clears throat> is the, is the, uh, the drive-in sequence. Did you actually, watch
0: that sequence?
1: I did. Yeah. And yeah. I really liked it in sort of, but I would like to see that on the big screen. Yes. Cause I know? did
0: watch that. It was the prologue thing that they shared. A, a yeah. Few, and I hope it's a bit extended in the movie. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. And other than that, I would just say like, I mean, expectations are so low that I, I, I think the, 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 what to kind of your expectations should just be, is this going to be fun? And ultimately like Jurassic world is fine for what it is. It's, it's a completely, you know, pandering nostalgic sort of, you know, back into what you remember and then fallen kingdom, even though it takes more risks, it whiffs completely because it's trying to, add into this genre or add subgenres into the genre that it's playing in and it doesn't really understand how to connect you know those two dna chains that that it's kind of putting together so um yeah i mean like ultimately like this is also going to be fan service 101 but i just i, I don't know fanservice i just can be okay it's just i i yeah i agree i just hope that they focus it more on, you know, the the original cast and not on Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Even though I will say, I mean, I I like Bryce Dallas Howard quite a bit. And we talked very much about how great um, you know, an episode of uh, the Book of Boba Fett. She should have you know, directed this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like if she had directed this, it would have been exciting. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's that's ultimately where I'm at with that. I'm not like Oh, it's the most anticipated film of this summer. Excited, I don't but... think it's going to. I mean, like, I'm excited for in the sense of like, I think if I was a kid, I'd be more excited. Yeah, but, I, I agree. Yeah. But because of like what we know and what we're the going into. Yeah. Yeah. Tempered.
0: I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Um, Where do you want to go from here? Do you want to go to Jordan Peele? Let's go to Nope. Matt. Yeah. Nope. Um, so we got our first full trailer for Jordan Peele's Nope, uh, his follow-up to Get Out and Us. Um, this looks awesome. Um, I am a thousand percent in. I love alien movies and alien invasion movies, and that's seen. I mean, very clearly uh, what this movie is about. Uh, you know, it might not Twitter, be though. It might just be the cloud might be. from, yeah.
1: you know, the iCloud yeah exactly
0: um people have been saying that nope could stand for not of planet earth which i think is really really cool um just stylistically like jordan peele is developing such like an interesting awesome style that i just can't get enough of and um you know this it looks like it's weird his use of music is incredible um, you know, isn't it Hoyt Van uh, Hodema, Hoytema, who's the, yeah. yeah, who's doing the cinematography. I know it's shot partially in IMAX, uh, which they already were teasing and it's, he's calling it like a horror epic. And, um, you know, I even going back to like M night Shyamalan with, with signs, which he which has been like,
1: compared to, right?
0: Yeah. It's just, that's just giving me a ton of those vibes of that horror epic that feels both like. You know, it's it's terrifying and scary, but has that kind of Spielbergian kind of adventure epic kind of stuff to it, too, which like maybe I'm not getting that much from this on that end, but I still do get those vibes. Um And it's just super intriguing of what the hell these things are and like what they're doing. And, you know, there's going to be some sort of social commentary there and um which i think could be really really cool and he's involving like obviously movie making and things like that like it's just got everything going for it i think it looks awesome
1: yeah and reuniting with daniel kaluuya again who i think actually like obviously jordan peele also known for comedy there's a moment in the trailer where we're kind of first introduced to him where you know they're doing this ad for this this ranch um and he's like great under his breath that is very well delivered in that kind of yeah. comedic sort of tone um so yeah i i think that it's going to be one of those movies that um will pique a lot of people's interest and if it kind of lands um you know where it where it intends to i think it'll be kind of you know this great horror roller coaster ride of a movie where you know you you sit down you're kind of taken aback by what you're watching but you're also completely glued by the entertainment of it and and um the intrigue is definitely there but but like an M. Night Shyamalan movie and and especially when M. Night was in kind of that stage where everybody was always still kind of like giving him either the benefit of the doubt or you know like his first few movies so you have that you know, the sixth Sense kind of then leading into unbreakable, then leading into signs, which was kind of like his big kind of three, um, before the village and Lady in the Water, you know, there also are the again talking about expectations, it's what we're projecting on the film that might be something that, you know, if if you're thinking you're getting one thing and the movie gives you another. You know, I could see people being disappointed by that. And that's not necessarily the movie's fault. That's more so like, again, you know, you going in and thinking, okay, well, if I'm seeing an M. Night Shyamalan movie, it's got to have a twist. And, you know, like with Jordan Peele, it's like, well, I'm going into a Jordan Peele movie, so it's got to be a horror movie with social commentary. And it's also got to have, you know, some weird plot you know reveal as well. And so if if he doesn't play by those rules and does something that subverts those expectations, which I'm sure he's conscientious of, that might upset people, but overall I think that it is one of the most exciting films for The summer and of the year and also even having, you know, a supporting cast that includes Michael Wincott, who uh, is a Scarborough native and is probably best known, you know, in the 90s and and being the captain in Alien Resurrection and the villain in The Crow and things like that. So uh, also another exciting cast member as well.
0: And you also mentioned, which some other people pointed out, that it reminded you of the – is it the Julianne Moore movie? Yes, The The Forgotten forgotten. from like the early 2000s. (laughs) Because it has that same effect with the person getting ripped up into the sky, right? Yeah, and it's kind
1: of like this conspiracy thriller with aliens. But it's been so long since – I remember seeing that in the theater. I think I've seen it And laughing at it. It was so bad. But I also get that movie and that Sandra Bullock film. Uh, mixed up from time to time premonition where like they're both like these I think they're both Sony as well and they're both kind of like almost weirdly playing with supernatural elements and you're kind of not sure if they're supernatural or in the mindset of the character
0: yeah totally Um, some of the weird shots in the trailer that I dug I dug the crab which looks like the get out living room that he's crawling out on. is he hinting um, that it's going to be crab yeah. people <laughs> which would be incredible uh there's the alien trying to fist bump the kid under the bed there's an alien walking by one of the um stables you just see the top of its head um and obviously the the cool shot of that cloud or that spaceship with the kite kind of string falling down or whatever that is um looks dope um yeah and i'm excited to re-watch us because i wasn't really hot on us when we first saw it, and, and to your point with playing with expectations and and that playing a part into how you feel about a movie, I'm excited to rewatch that movie, knowing what it is and without expectations now because i haven't rewatched it since we went to that screening
1: No, you um, did i mean even though you didn't love the movie i i liked it didn't love it i but i do think we both agree that lepita niago was amazing she's great us. and um, i didn't
0: hate it either i was yeah. just kind of medium on it i think i was mixed negative on it but um i am excited maybe to go back and revisit and go oh shit this is better
1: than i thought but we'll right. see so you um, definitely have five on nope yeah uh where do you want to go next eric i'll let you choose let's go to alex garland's
0: men how'd you feel about this one
1: i'm excited for it i mean like it it plays in the the tropes that garland has kind of set up in his directorial efforts to date with both ex machina and annihilation where it's an isolated location and the main character Uh, A female protagonist is kind of sort of at the center of it this time around. Even though there are horror elements in both Ex Machina and in uh, Annihilation, this does seem to be less sort of sci-fi sort of adjacent and more horror sort of adjacent with how it's playing with sort of tropes of being on your own and kind of confronting something that, again, is either maybe supernatural or insidious within the mind and having jesse buckley or uh, academy award nominee jesse buckley in the lead um, has me very much intrigued and having a may release date for you know a kind of quote-unquote, elevated horror movie uh, from A24 is all the more to be excited because it's kind of a nice counter-programming when the summer movie season starts and you're starting to kind of get the blockbuster movies and it's just something that maybe is like this little, small, intimate, weird kind of movie. And if it's anything like what Garland has done with those two films or his miniseries, devs, um, you know, he's, he's one of the most kind of one of the most consistent filmmakers working uh today and i've i've liked all of his stuff so even dread which you know a lot of people rumor or or you know like the toby hooper poltergeist thing where like i think he directed he directed, that, directed right? it yeah or ghost yeah. directed it so
0: yeah uh yeah i'm i reiterate everything that you're saying i i've devs have been has been sitting in my kind of watch list for a very very long time it is now on disney plus star here in canada um in 4k um with hdr so like which i think it'll be a great show to watch that way um so i i've just been waiting to pull the trigger on that and i love garland so like i'm i'm all in on this like again just a short little tease didn't Get much from the story, but I'm sure it'll be heady. I'm sure it'll be uh, visually stunning, and Jesse Buckley just continues to crush it. So, um, I'm all in on it. I'm definitely, definitely intrigued. Um, let's go over to hmm, where do we want to go? Let's go to Lightyear because I, again, we don't have to spend too much time on some of these. Um, so we got another trailer for Lightyear and they announced some of the supporting cast as well. You have people like Taika Waititi in there. I forget who else. Got Well, Kiki Palmer uh, who's Keke also Palmer, the lead yeah. in Nope is yeah. a
1: voice in in
0: Lightyear. That's who I was thinking of. Thank you, Eric. Um so Kiki Palmer's also in Lightyear. Um a lot of the same footage. You get the you still get the Starman song. You get um you know, it's a little bit more plot driven. You get the supporting, you know, funny cute animal robot character that they introduced The robot cat. Yeah, robot cat. And um, you also get kind of your first look at what looks to be Zerg and like what's going on in the movie. Uh, I'm still fully like intrigued with this. Like, I don't know if I'm like, I was talking to Nevis and she felt the same way where we're both like, I don't know if I'm like, I need to see this or I like, I absolutely can't wait for this thing. But I think it is still a really kind of interesting premise of taking the Toy Story franchise and doing... A spin-off about the man, not the toy. Um, and I think it could just be a fun sci fi and, and again, I think the best way to go into a Pixar movie is me going, Yeah, that looks good, and then they show me something that I was totally unexpecting and and um and blow me away. But I think it's visually stunning and um I'm definitely, definitely intrigued by this too.
1: Yeah, I, I... I don't know if I have the same enthusiasm with this that I do with Turning Red. I agree. Where like I'm really excited for that, and that truly feels like a Pixar movie. Where watching the Lightyear trailers, both the teaser and this new one, if it didn't have the Pixar, you know, logo and it and it wasn't Buzz Lightyear, I, I would say that it was just kind of like a generic disney animated movie like there's not a lot there like even in the designs and details of you know the ships and the characters it doesn't really scream you know like we spent 10 years kind of working on this thing like they always kind of have that sort of uh, sort of narrative when they're talking about all their original creations, like we spent, you know, ten and a half years working on, you know, developing this Wally character from a, you know, a a, a napkin drawing that we that we kind of came up during uh, lunch, and you know, from there expanded on it. This kind of feels almost like. Like, they kind of just, you know, went with that in the last maybe five or six years because, again, animation does take much longer to do. But it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't feel or look like a Pixar movie. Like, it almost does feel like Pixar is kind of really reacting to the world around the studio and meaning that like it's, it's, it's sort of taking the temperature of what blockbuster filmmaking yeah. is right now. Marvel, sort of, Star
0: Wars, that kind of stuff. And, and it's to competing that.
1: with that. Right. Or, or trying to kind of align with what Disney is releasing, where the thing that I've always loved about Pixar is that they've done their own thing and they've kind of made stuff that kind of works both as a homage to, um, You know, classic storytelling, not just Disney, but like even just, you know, classic animation style and also doing stuff that doesn't, isn't necessarily trendy, you know. And and, and I think that that's why Pixar has been so successful for so long. Um, But yeah, this does feel like it is very much sort of wanting to kind of capture a zeitgeist of blockbuster filmmaking right now. Did you say that again? (laughs) Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Siri, as Siri here. (laughs) No, it's, it's good. Uh, but um, yeah, so, um, I, I don't
0: disagree with you. I, I, yeah. I definitely think that that's maybe a good spot to be in for that movie. Cause I feel like then maybe, like I just said, maybe our expectations are low and then we go, holy shit. Of course I should have known that Pixar would have delivered like a great, you know, sci-fi adventure movie or something like that. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not like going, oh shit, I need to see this right now, but I'm like, okay, it's a cool idea. Um I I want to see what they do with it so. now will
1: it be theatrical uh only or will it end up like turning red being day and date and also available on Disney plus I mean, without a premium window
0: I think it will be there which funnily enough will be the Buzz Lightyear spin-off movie action movie that is the one that they put in theaters right but I I do I do have a feeling that, Toy Story is their biggest franchise. They're like, you know, I think Toy Story 3 and 4 made like over a billion dollars, didn't they? Um, I don't know if I'm right, well the whole series like, has well oh, of, yeah. of course, but like it's their biggest franchise. It a lot of those things that you were talking about of being like what looks to be their first blockbuster action movie kind of thing. Like, I do have a feeling that Lightyear will be their return two cinemas and i think you'll get a whole other set of think pieces on you know of course light is the one that they put in theaters but turning red and other ones they didn't have as much faith in or or are weirder or smaller or whatever but um yeah i do or think made that,
1: by people of color like that's yeah, the other that's thing we're like thing, turning yeah. red and soul are films about you know the african-american experience and you know the asian experience and it's like these movies should be seen on a big screen like i would have like i would have loved to have seen soul on a big screen yeah i
0: still hope i get that opportunity sometime it feels
1: like it feels like they're relegating these wonderful movies where it's like, it's starting to be more inclusive and diverse with kind of it's storytelling. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, well we'll put these movies on Disney plus and we'll, we're not even going to give them like, you know, you have to pay $20 extra or anything yeah. like that. They're just for free.
0: I was hoping that like turning red would have a Canadian premiere at Lightbox or something, which I'm still holding out hope for, but um, that could be really cool. But other than that, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, I, I do unfortunately think that it is a it's very telling of the, you know, the state of the theatrical experience if lightyear is even the one that is the one that goes theatrical. Because those are the types of movies that are gonna go to theaters are the big blockbuster must see in a theater movies, even though me and you want to watch Soul or turning red
1: in a theater. It's just or even Luca. Like, even though we didn't like Luca that much, I mean it still is always um you know, a, a a wonderful experience to watch a Pixar movie in the theater. Oh, totally, absolutely. Um,
0: we got a DC sizzle reel. There's not much to say. Courtesy a, of Dwayne. Yeah, you got a little bit more footage of Black Adam, some footage from The Flash, um, quick bit of Robert Pattinson in the Batman. So just basically a sizzle reel of all of their movies that are uh, Aquaman. We got a quick uh glimpse of. So everything that they have coming out this year um, a lot of new footage in there, especially from um Black Adam
1: I gotta um, say I actually really dig the look of um Dr. Fate
0: okay, cool I- I'm in yeah I like that that mask the gold mask over him, yeah right? well, you it know.
1: looks like a Zack Snyder movie, but with color. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like, wa- which like, I think watch... is
0: what DC's trying to do right now. Yeah. Right? Well, but...
1: watching, watching, you know, like again, like it's, it's only snippets of, of that, but like, I was kind of like, Oh, this is what like a Zack Snyder movie would look like if it had like color correction, if it had a personality <laughs> and color correction. Uh, so I'm, I'm weirdly excited by a vulgar, tour Jean-Claude Serra's. Yeah.
0: I'll always be intrigued by a, a Jean-Claude Sarah movies. So yeah, and then you got a little bit of Keaton voice as Batman there and um a glimpse of the Flash costume which they're just calling the Flash. Um and then Aquaman I don't even know if we saw anything from but we did get a uh a title card for that. Yeah, I with Peacemaker I'm like, you know, I'm and the the Batman in a couple weeks. I know it's you talk about DC as a whole, some of its DCEU, some of its, you know, else worlds. On its own universe, kind of thing, like the Batman. Um, the well, Joker as well, right? Yeah, Joker. And about watching, um, I'm on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the first Matt Reeves uh, apes movie, and it's just so good. His two apes movies are so good that I'm I'm just so pumped for the Batman. And then with Peacemaker, I'm Cody like, Smith
1: McPhee and, and Dawn of, uh, the, yeah, Planet of the Apes as well. True, and yeah. Michael
0: Giacchino did the score. God, so good. His score for those are so great. Um so i'm kind of back you know i think dc's making some interesting choices so like i'm definitely intrigued you know with michael keaton coming back as well right and um
1: well you mentioned peacemaker as well even james Gunn's the suicide squad was a lot better than um you know it had any right being and it's the same thing with peacemaker where like the first three episodes that we reviewed you know i was thinking oh like do we really need a peacemaker series and now we're at the gotcha. end of the show they sure did it truly is a grower and not a shower <laughs> it's um, really good and and yeah and and now I'm like I really care about this character it shows off the strengths of of what James Gunn is good at like if you not only if you wanted you know another James Gunn sort of continuation of suicide squad but if you were looking for like more of you know what he did in super, or even in, you know, Slither, like his kind of like kind of B, C tier kind of movies that have, you know, the indie spirit within sort of the filmmaking style. This is that, you know, and 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 it's kind of its own animal compared to the Suicide Squad, but it works really well. And I think John Cena is probably doing his best work yeah. as an actor. He has a great in
0: moment in the last episode, a couple of great moments that like as a dramatic actor. Again, I we kind of you know I, I'll poke fun at John Cena, but I I will give him credit for committing and that he he seems like he this role specifically that he's really kind of all in on it. And there are a couple moments in that last episode without spoiling anything where I'm like, damn, okay, like uh, that was really good, or like I legitimately teared up when Eagly gave him a hug. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is incredible. I just did not expect to care so much about. You know everyone in that show not not just peacemaker but like the fucking side characters from the suicide squad that are uh in it and 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 stuff like that yeah it, it is great so that gives me hope that they're giving freedom like it seems like they they went through that zack snyder phase and and say what you want about those movies there i know people there are a, a select few that uh, that do really well, love them they're but the
1: ones that got the snyder cut right yeah so um
0: but we went through that time and everyone won. You know, the people who love Zack Snyder, you kind of won. You got the you got the Snyder cut. Everyone kind of won. And then we got away from that and we got DC. <laughs> we got DC to go, you know what? You guys just do whatever the hell you want. Like, just here's some characters. Matt Reeves, do whatever the fuck you want. James Gunn, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. And like, these movies are sort of in the extended universe. We'll correct that with The Flash. Um, we'll bring back Michael Keaton and we'll just do a whole bunch of wild shit. So like uh, I'm all for it. So I think everyone wins (laughs) when it comes to the DC stuff lately. Um, I think we only got a couple more and then we're going to wrap up because it'll just be our trailer reaction show. Uh, Father (laughs) Stu, Eric. Oh, no! Um, I don't
1: have anything other than it is a uh, Christian movie. Uh, And again, there's nothing wrong. If you're wrong with that, if you're interested in it, that's fine. The, the one thing I, I, I will notice that it's nothing against this movie particular, but Sony seems to be doing this thing now where they're putting subtitles into their trailers where they'll have the characters talking and the words will come up throughout yes, the, the film. Yes, and we
0: said that about the Resident Evil one. And then I yeah. went and watched it and you're like, oh, that was some weird social media trailer. Like the normal trailer doesn't have that, but
1: father stew does that as well and and i think one of the spider-man trailers did. oh no uncharted does that there's an uncharted trailer that does that as well both mark Wahlberg. uh uh, so because i
0: think because if i'm on the youtube version that's not happening but if you watch it on twitter or something like that i think that's when that happens because they know a lot of people watch on silent and stuff
1: yeah. And, but it almost looks like it's a part of the film, like the way that like, it's Tony like stylized Scott, text. Yeah. The yeah. way that Tony Scott would use sort of text in like man on fire or domino or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, yeah. Father Stew. I mean, like it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting the, to that. The point. best
0: movie title of all time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, originally I think it was just called stew. Um, and I mean, Even it could have just <laughs> stupor. Um, we're getting to that point in Mark Wahlberg's career where, like, obviously he he's a man of faith and and probably very conservative in his own life. I mean, to the point where, like, you know, he's disavowed something like boogie nights. But we've gotten to that moment now where, like, I think he's almost kind of falling into that Chris Pratt camp where it's like the more of I used to like Mark Wahlberg, and I don't dislike Mark Wahlberg, but there's there's some roles that he does where it's just like i don't know and and with this it's it's one of those movies where it's like okay like you're trying to kind of like you know tackle the the christian market because you know it is profitable and you put like a big name who's still a big name it's basically like the fighter but more christian and (laughs) and using a fat suit at one point and also bringing in mel gibson and you're just like great yeah yeah
0: One for me, one for God. Um, (laughs) I was just joking. It's not a big game spot. There's no way that that premiered during the football game yesterday. A little trailer for the Adam Project, which is the entire team from Free Guy reuniting. Uh, um, That's
1: Academy Award nominated film, Free Guy. Uh,
0: From the director, star and producer of Free Guy, what the trailer says. Um, So it's uh, what's his name? Sean Levy, right? Um, Yeah. Uh, we also produced
1: arrival and stranger yeah. things and teaming with Ryan Reynolds again,
0: dozen. time travel movie, Ryan Reynolds is playing, you know, goes back to visit himself. It's got action sci-fi vibes. It looks pretty generic in my Spielbergian. opinion. i like, yeah. I don't know. It does nothing for me really. Um,
1: Well, even that sort of like that staff that he's using, it just looks like a really bad dollar store knockoff of something of a lightsaber or, or, or again, like, you know, something that Steven Spielberg would use, like the nostalgia elements of, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up, but kind of having, you know, your inner child kind of speak to you in a way. Um, Even the, even the title, the Adam project, it just kind of feels like, kind of just lazily put together
0: hard. They're just trying, man. They're just trying. (laughs) They're just trying to have that big blockbuster movie. it reminds
1: me of that Michael Bay produced, um, film project Almanac. Yep. Speaking of Michael
0: Bell, we Michael Bell,
1: Michael Michael Bay.
0: We got a new, uh, ambulance, uh, a little clip or trailer 30 seconds. Very much looks like a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) Just a lot of cars exploding and flipping and saturated and dutch angles and and helicopter shots and low angle shots and and sweatiness and and uh what if michael uh, bay
1: directed both heat and speed yeah and is this film going to be over two and a half hours long i guarantee it's probably
0: yeah a hundred percent
1: the thing i laughed at with the marketing for this so far is that the 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 (laughs) the title and the posters and the, and the Goes credits all LA. LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And because the big game was in LA yesterday too, you knew they were like, we got to do it. You got to make sure yeah. the LA pops. You got to make sure the LA pops like like this shit only happens in LA. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, and then finally, I don't think I'm missing anything else. Oh, this I just morning, thought of something
1: really funny. So for yeah. the Riddler's brew, you know how it's do the do. Do the Dano?
0: <laughs> God, I hope it's available here. Um, and then finally, today we got a teaser trailer for um, the Disney erotic thriller, <laughs> Deep Water. Um, so Disney, this is a film uh, that they inherited from Twentieth Century Fox during <laughs> the uh, the takeover. That feels like it's been delayed forever. It is the return of um, Adrian Lin. A- Adrian Lin, who hasn't directed a movie for twenty years, um, last one being um, was Unfaithful.
1: The last Unfaithful, one? Yeah, yeah,
0: was the last one. Um, obviously, known for the erotic thriller back doing erotic fatal
1: attraction nine and a half weeks the movie of his that i really do like and i always recommend it to people and it kind of shaped horror in the in the 90s and early 2000s was jacob's ladder with uh tim robbins i think and that's not an erotic thriller at all that's it's a psychological thriller (laughs) um and it has a a jason alexander in it too is kind of like a a disgruntled lawyer um but yeah that movie is 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 really good this I, i think like yeah, the delays on top of the very public relationship and breakup of Ben Affleck and Anna De Armas um, has kind of basically squandered the most important aspect of this film, which is the super erotically charged actor, Tracy Letts (laughs) having a supporting role in this. But I mean, like you can tell like the way that like the trail, it's not really even a teaser. It's just kind of a clip. It's just him getting a hand job. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it's kind of setting a tone that's maybe similar to gone girl, having Ben Affleck in the film as well. And that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, I just think it's interesting that Disney didn't know what the hell to do with it, and then um, and Disney's not even
1: releasing it in Canada; it's Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, so they're putting it on because E1 co-produced it. So that's the weird thing is like the E1 logo pops up on the American trailer for Hulu. So they definitely like I think even co-funded it or something, and then which is just bizarre. (laughs) And then um, the Fox logo nowhere to be found. So it's going to hulu kind of like what palm springs did and and uh and things like that where it doesn't necessarily get the searchlight or the 20th century Studio. not that palm springs was um from that studio but it was what, neon but um, they they
1: neon and hulu work together yes on you that. know yes
0: where if you're looking at the searchlight and the 20th century studio stuff that has gone to hulu they are branded 20th century studios or searchlight pictures like there's even the no escape that's coming out. In a couple weeks right
1: yeah or or um, even um uh the uh the dropout series
0: yeah and stuff like that so um int- interesting that they just pulled out all of the <laughs> um <laughs> all of the um 20th century branding it just they blew their load and branded it <laughs> um so i don't know like yeah again it's like a clip from the movie they're using it as a teaser um
1: and that That's also so kind of says like, okay, like, is it going to be a film that they are already aware that like, is it, is it truly awful? And like, they, they don't know what to do with it because like the erotic wise, you think or yeah. Cause the erotic thriller There's had its line. time in yeah. place. We talked about it on the 69th episode, um, of, of this, of this I show. I love,
0: I'm going to say erotic thriller. I I'm they're enjoyable, an enjoyable genre.
1: Well, there. First I mean, there's there's still there's still a place for it. I I haven't seen it, and and I've actually heard that it's not that bad, or at least it's kind of fun. Is um the Voyeurs, which is on on Amazon Prime as well or Prime Video? I think it's what they like to be called. Um, but yeah, like you you look at but you look at like you know the 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 mid '90s when you know Joe house was writing a lot of these, and and you know people like Paul Verhoeven were kind of really you know, taking advantage of the genre, but it also kind of led to a whole bunch of these movies. And then it kind of eventually died off. And you have to wonder, like, again, like any sort of genre, whether it be rom-coms or horror movies, or in this case, you know, eroticism, you know, is the the audience going to be on the page for the kind of, you know, carnal... Mm -hmm aspects of of the storytelling that are kind of maybe somewhat goofy like in terms of like what it's like the 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 dialogue or you know the the conflicts that uh sort of aspire throughout you know the narrative so i could i could see you know this director who kind of made his bread and butter in the late 80s into the 90s making these kind of movies approaching the material very similar to the way that he did then and it not working because it's just old fashioned instead of being quaint and kind of like a, a, I could go for a throwback
0: though. Like I hope, like I think some people will vibe with it, but I get what you're saying with like, which is why they probably were like, we can't put this in theaters. (laughs) Like they were probably just like, people aren't going, there's going deep water. There's, there's going to be a specific audience that will probably vibe with it, whether we're laughing at it or we like that. It's a throwback ridiculous 90s erotic thriller um but made in 2022 uh the year of father stew um (laughs) i i'm just i I don't know what to expect but i'm like i'm here for it i think it's a genre that i would love to see uh, a revival from i just i agree that i don't know if it works anymore or how do you do it especially in like the time we are too like depending on what the subject matter is. And I know movies can get pretty dark and cover some um, fucked up stuff. And I, I don't think anything's really off limits as long as you frame it properly. Well, um, even sensuality, yeah. right? Like
1: you look at something like the power of the dog and the way that it uses sound in that very provocative. Oh, you could say that's an erotic thriller. Sensual way. Oh, it is. It, it, there are very lurid. Qual- there's a lurid quality to it. Or even something like Carol, where like, you know, it's, it's based on a pulpy novel, you know, and and it's turned into kind of more of a prestigious film overall, but yeah, it's, it's not that like the genre can't exist, but what is the genre in the 21st century? You know, like what is like a straightforward erotic thriller now going to play like compared to an erotic thriller when, you know, Again, the Internet as well, being a place where a lot of uh, adult material is available uh, to people and it kind of cuts out the middlemen because that's like, fair. that's kind of like what a lot of people kind of wanted to see the erotic thriller for. Sure. You know?
0: yeah, it's, that is fair. But I would say Gone Girl, you already brought it up. A great example of a modern day erotic thriller. I mean, like, that's a
1: that's a that's a rom-com.
0: Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, thank also you. has Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, um I think that was it, right? Did we miss anything? I don't think we... we There's Sonic the Hedgehog. There's more Knuckles. <laughs> so I'm all in on Idris Elba's Knuckles. There's not much else to say there. You obviously got like a new little glimpse at Uncharted. We'll have a review for that uh, coming up very, very soon. Eric and I are seeing that uh, imminently. Um, and also, remember I said Dog Valentine's Day? It's just the movie Dog but a valentine's day trailer i thought seen i thought, seen anything I thought on there that was a movie called yesterday dog, dog valentine's day and it's the channing
1: like, tatum co-directed yeah. film there is something in that trailer that made me cringe that kind of feels really problematic and it's where there's this scene where he's pretending to be blind great and, and like, it's oh earnestly God.
0: like it's not yeah.
1: like a you're great
0: um, I will briefly touch on a couple other things. I don't think we've talked about. I, I loved the after Yang trailer. Um, we don't need to go into, um, huge detail on that one, but, um, I was catching up on some stuff, uh, the other day and I thought that looked, uh, awesome. Um, it's double day of Colin Farrell on, uh, March 4th. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll leave it at that. Yep. Um, thank you all for listening or watching. Uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, we have a couple other shows that we would love for you guys to check out. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to our 114th draft on this channel, um, we talk about the Oscar nominations, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so go check that out in previous episodes with Greg Miller and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you got 114 other episodes you guys can check out. The 69th draft where we talk about erotic thrillers if you want. Oh, um, yeah. We also have a tonight on baby blue. <laughs> God, I miss it. Um, an innocent time, you know. Um we also have a review show, uh, which we just mentioned. Uh we're going to be reviewing Uncharted uh with Father Stew himself, Mark Wahlberg,
1: and, Sully Sullivan, and
0: Spiderman man himself, Tom Holland. Um, so we'll be having a review up for that very, very soon. Uh, we, also
1: Texas chainsaw massacre.
0: Yes. And I will be watching the first one for the first time. So that should be a fun experience. Uh, I know actually I've seen the Jessica Beale remake, but I never saw the original. Um, so there's that Cla- classic,
1: <laughs> classic Matt produced by Michael Bay.
0: Classic Matt hasn't seen the original, but he did see the remake. Um, we also have reviews up for death on the Nile, uh a full spoiler cast review for scream or five cream uh pam and tommy murderville um the three five five after party peacemaker yellow jackets tons of reviews so you go over to untitled movie reviews on youtube or podcast services um and then one-stop shop for everything just head over to letterboxd if you're not on letterboxd you absolutely should be uh not a sponsor (laughs) too much mountain dew bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too much Mountain Dew absolutely should be on Letterboxd uh, and go follow us at untitled underscore movies. It's kind of where our we post everything. So if you're looking for anything we do, uh, that's the easiest place to find all of it. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet um, and absolutely on all, <laughs> all social medias at Matt Rohrbeck.
1: And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash scene. There's a new episode uh, with friend of the show, Andrew Feigel, and there's also reviews for films like Kimmy, uh, Death on the Nile, Scream, all the stuff that most of the stuff we've covered here, but some other uh, additional films. Uh, And you can also find me on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Do the Dano.